Glory to God, Jesus is alive. Amen. To Him be all the praise and glory. He's the Lord God Almighty. Humans were born to fellowship with God. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. Amen. He's the only true God. Lord, thank You for today. Thank You for giving us eternal life. We welcome You to this time. And I I believe with those listening, for their miracle, for their need, that you'll and that you'll reveal your glory to them in the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, send out laborers into the harvest fields, into India, more than a billion people. Raise up men, women, and people of all ages to proclaim the gospel in the wonderful name of Jesus. I want to read something from A Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Baxter. This is on page 94. Jesus said, I came to save all men. I desire that all who are lost will repent and call upon my name. It is not my will that any should perish but have everlasting life. Sad to say, most will not repent of their sins before they die and they will go to hell. He goes on in this passage to speak about what it takes to make it to heaven. And we know that... Let me just... I want to add this. That, you know, this is just something from the Bible. It's, it's, it's not new information, but it's so important. Anyone who knows Jesus as Lord and Savior, when they die, will sp- they'll spend eternity in glory in heaven, God's home which is so wonderful, it's beyond words. They will fellowship with God, with Jesus Christ, for eternity. Anyone who does not know Him as Lord and Savior will spend eternity in hell, which at the end times is thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. There's so much in what I just read from this book. Jesus here, the first thing He said, I came to save all men. That includes women. And and so that's revealed, of course, in the Bible. He's confirming what's in the Bible. I mean, he's, (laughs) He's God Almighty. But that's in the Bible, likely in hundreds of Scriptures, that God wants everyone to make it to heaven. He also says here, most will not repent of their sins before they die and they will go to hell. So again, that's, he said that 2,000 years ago. That's it, it's in the famous passage. Enter by the, he said, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction. There are many who go in by it. But how narrow is the gate and constricted is the way that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Notice there that he calls, he says, destruction. He does not say, um, wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to hell. He said destruction. But here, we know that in, well, we know that it says the enemy came, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, that's, 
he, the enemy comes to cause destruction. As revealed both in the Bible and in this book, A Divine Revelation of Hell, people in hell are in eternal death. And so they are in continual destruction. Their body is being destroyed. But, but again, this is a, it's a mystery of the kingdom that a human being, even if they don't get saved on the earth, their body and their soul are eternal. That's how powerful God is. I mean, every person on the earth is eternal. Even if they don't realize it or even if they don't believe it. That to me is just incredible. They, they, they can deny that. They cannot believe it. They can de- Yet they're eternal. And so that in hell, people are in continual... They're in eternal death. Their body is continually being destroyed. And this book, by again, I keep referring to the book. It's by Mary Baxter. It reveals clearly that that people are continually in destruction. They are being destroyed. Literally, the 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 lake of fire goes through hell right now and is burns their flesh off of their body. It's very graphic. It's very scary to read the book. There's even things she says that are too horrible for her to, to put in the book. And things that God would not allow her to share. Even, But it's just... Uh, the, the reason I, I bring this up, I, this, there's a... seems to be a common pattern... <clears throat> That when Jesus Christ, you know, Reinhard Bonnke even said this in a message. He said Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven. And and if we studied it, you know, we would find that to be true. You know, he spoke about heaven and often and angels and wonderful, glorious things. You know, he spoke about heaven very uh, specifically. I mean, he said, store up treasures in heaven. He said they're angels. Don't, don't offend one of these children because they're angels. Always see the face of my Father in heaven. I mean, that's a, just incredible. He spoke about... But he also spoke about hell. But many times... Here's what I, where I was going with that. It seems to be that, that he often spoke about hell, but he didn't call it hell. He said the furnace of fire... Here, he, in this passage, the enter by the narrow gate passage, he says destruction. He did not, you know, um, in the, 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 the parable, uh, parable of the vine and the branches, he said such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. He did not say hell. But, but it's like... There's numerous places in the Gospels where Jesus spoke about hell. Let me just list them. Matthew 5. There's three verses in Matthew 5. Matthew 10, 28. Matthew 11, 23. Matthew 12, 40. Also, we know that in Matthew 13, He called it the furnace of fire. He did not say hell, but... um, So, Matthew 13... 
Matthew 16, verse 18. Matthew 18. Matthew 23. In two, two places. Matthew 25. Mark 9. Luke 16. Okay. And I, I just looked up in Matthew. Let's just look at the first. Um, in Matthew 5. Verse 22, he says, Someone shall be in danger of hell fire. Okay, he said, let me just read this verse. I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire. So he speaks about hell fire right there. He calls it hell fire. Okay, in verse 29 says, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you to that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. So here he actually specifically says hell also in ch- verse 30. Um, now, just a side note, you know, Jesus obviously does not want someone to pluck their eye out. He's saying, remove that from your life. You know, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Remove that sin, you know. But here he says hell. Now, other times, again, he, he called it the furnace of fire. In, in the most, one of the most famous places, Matthew 25, he said they shall be cast into the eternal fire, the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. He did not say hell. But it's it's very fascinating that I mean he spoke pretty graphically about hell and it's all confirmed and expanded upon in a divine revelation of hell by Mary Baxter and in other by other people who have been to hell. Several people have been to hell. In fact, our ministry has a book, Hell, 13 Testimonies from a Real Place. It's for free on our website, wonderreality.org. So it's, it, you know, I don't want to just totally focus on this, the one book, because there's numerous testimonies of, of people who have been there. Um, another one is Bill Weiss, that his book, 23 Minutes in Hell, which is... Uh, very graphic and scary, and they're all the the same. They they describe the same place. Let me go back to heaven, to to, to the subject of heaven, and and finish with that. Heaven's so wonderful. It's beyond our our. Uh, it's beyond words and beyond description. And first and foremost, it's filled with the glorious presence of God, the the presence of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. So wonderful, so glorious. People are celebrating the great God Jehovah. They are in fellowship with God, with Jesus Christ. And here's what's fascinating. I know I said this the other day. It's a double celebration. Really, it's an infinite eternal celebration, but it's double celebration because they are literally in fellowship with God, 
okay, continually with Jesus Christ, okay, but also Jesus Christ is there in glorified flesh. And, and people who have been there say that Jesus goes into heaven and visits people and children. And it's just so glorious. I mean, it's just... But yet, someone does not have to actually be with Jesus Christ Himself because they're actually in His presence and glory all the time. <laughs> I mean, and on earth, he's it's the same presence and glory is available to us as people. He is everywhere on the earth. Literally, God Himself through His Son Jesus Christ, who is God, is everywhere, through the Holy Spirit, who is God, is everywhere on the earth. So I want to encourage you with that. I know, I mean, it's just, I know it sounds simple, but it's like we are condemned to victory. That comes from, Reinhard Bonnke said that. If God's for us, who can be against us? You know, if, if, if His presence and glory is everywhere, and if someone just says yes to Him, they, they have actually the glory of God in their spirit person also. So there's like a double. Um, it's actually, again, it's more than just a double victory or double celebration because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit indwell someone and is all around them all the time. And so if, if we lose our old nature, we get rid of our old... Our, the Bible calls it our flesh but what that is is that's our old nature has nothing to do with our today flesh means body it has nothing to do with our body it's that old nature that Reinhard Bonnke said this in a message he said God must deliver us from ourselves so that we can break free from these old cliches and say Lord do something completely new in my spirit And, and so, here's what I want to do. Again, another thing I want to encourage you with. If and when someone goes directly to Him and just seeks Him till they find Him, they'll find. They, it'll be between them and God. They'll experience His, His glory, which is the treasure. That's the treasure that... that that's the, it's it's the secret, but it's no he's no longer a secret. Um, and that's the answer. Like it's it's very ironic and even tragic that most people think that it's a religious thing and that it's boring and that it's you know, there's all these misconceptions. We just need to forget all of that. Go directly to Him. And, you know, worship Him. Seek Him. Seek the Kingdom of God. 
and if someone does that, they'll 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 find the answer. And when they find him, they find everything that they've ever dreamed of, including, um, of course, uh, what what follows from his presence and glory is is everything that a person dreams of, including such things as joy and happiness and peace and comfort and deliverance and healing. He's the healer. Amen. I mean, He's the, the, the deliverer. He's the one who sets us free. He offers freedom. He offers... Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. You know, there's... There's a. That's all contained within his his presence and glory, not in anything else, not in you know understanding and studying the Bible. Although that can be very good, um, it's it's. Let's let's look at that verse again. Famous verse: Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You know, we could also add to that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's deliverance, there's healing, there's joy. And the potential, Jesus said, fullness of joy. You know, I've come that your joy may be... I've, uh, my joy I give to you. Um, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Um, and then And then... Another famous verse, I believe it's in like, uh, it's in one of the epistles, joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the, but all of that results from experiencing His presence and glory, and 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 it, it's that's it's between. It's like. I know this sounds common sense, but it's a relationship. It's amazing that, that God offers a relationship. You know, we want to have good relationships on the earth, right? And to think that God Almighty would offer not just a relationship, He would offer to become our everything for all eternity. You know, that we can... <laughs> Literally, um, there's no substitute for Jesus Christ in us and through us. Amen. So thank you for listening today. A lot to look forward to in the coming messages. I want to continue. This is an evangelistic series. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, just receive Him. So please visit our website, wonderreality.org. And thank you for following this podcast.